today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks have a four-game winning streak for the first time since 2018? Are, is that for real? Has it really been three whole years? Really? It's It's been three years, apparently. And I'll give my three stars from this weekend. Let's hit it. You're Locked On Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) How about that new intro music? Hi, everyone. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across many podcasting platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, among many others. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And thanks for making this your first listen of the day, or in this case, maybe your last listen of the day, because I'm going to peel back the curtain a lot. I'm just the right amount of pissed off right now, especially for this first segment, because I've had to record this not once, not twice. There have been some technical difficulties on my end. I cannot wait until my new laptop gets here. All right, that's what's going on. So I'm kind of pissed off a little bit. I bet you're wondering, why are you pissed off? The Ducks have won four games in a row. I'm only pissed off because I want to be this level of pissed off when talking about Friday's game. Now, think about it. Ryan Getzloff had the ceremony and everyone was happy Everyone was celebratory, and the Ducks were on their way to a shutout. And then the Arizona Coyotes happened, and I'm going to try my best not to bleep here. So here's what happened on Friday night. The Ducks were coming in with a two-game winning streak, taking on the Arizona Coyotes, who entered the game with 10 consecutive losses. They hadn't won a game yet. Arizona had zero wins. I mean, they haven't won a game since they were the Phoenix Coyotes for crying out loud. I'm only kidding. But I may as well call them the Phoenix Coyotes for the rest of this segment because they don't deserve to be called the Arizona Coyotes after the stunt they pulled towards the end of the game. And the Ducks right away said, you know what? Screw you guys. We're going to score right away. And Troy Terry said, F this. I'm going to get my point right away and get my 10th consecutive game with a point. This after all the pomp and circumstance with Tamu Solani coming out, Ryan Getzloff being honored. That was all cool. Then the Ducks came out and said, yeah, we're scoring on your asses right away. And they did that. Adam Henrique scored his fifth of the season on assists from, guess who? Ryan Getzloff, who just got honored. And Troy Terry, his 10th consecutive game with a points to make it a one nothing lead. Then Sonny Milano scored on the power play. The power play still works. And guess who got his ninth assist on that power play? Yeah, Kevin Shattenkirk. So Shaddy got an assist. The power play's working tremendously. The Ducks scored on the power play yet again. That made it 2-0. Then Sam Carrick made it 3-0. And then the end of the game happened. And I know three stars are usually reserved for who played the best. And I'll tell you who my three stars are, are right now. It's going to be, obviously, Troy Terry's going to be in there. And John Gibson will be in there. But my third star, because I just want to give him the props, is Anthony Stolarz. Yeah, Getzloff will get his praise. But I'm going to save the Getzloff talk for tomorrow's podcast. I'm going to have like a whole 
at least a segment and a half, maybe two segments about Ryan Getzloff because, frankly, he deserves it. But Anthony Stolarz, I need to give him the love. He performed admirably. He was stopping pucks left and right, even the big high-danger chances that were coming his way later in the game. And Arizona was trying to sock it to them. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? This, there's a shutout going on. And this would have been Anthony Stolarz's first shutout since way back in April of 2021 against the Sharks. More on that in a second. So Anthony Solars had a shutout with a minute left. And Arizona could have done the noble thing and said, you know what? There's 20 seconds left. We'll hang back. Give Stolarz the shutout. It would have been his first of the season. But no. And I'm going to blame. I don't know who to blame for this. Do you blame Andre Terregni for this? Do you blame the goaltender? Do you blame the Phoenix County's goaltender, Vimelka? Or do you blame the players? I don't know what happened there. But all of a sudden, Arizona just said, screw this. We're going to put in shot after shot. And they were pummeling Stolars. They were just battering him. They were getting all up in his face. And all of a sudden, you had a shot. Shot attempt. Shot attempt. Multiple shot attempts in the last minute of the game. And then finally, Shane Gothisbeer scored with seven and a half seconds left thereby ending the shutout bid for Anthony Stolarz. And that was the final score, 3-1. to one. But immediately after Gothaspear scored that goal, you could tell the Ducks players were pissed off. They were very pissed off, and they had every right to be. And I don't blame them. If I were the Ducks, I would have beat their you-know-what. But such is the case. You had Nick Delore, who immediately said F you, a giant F you, to the Arizona Coyotes. And he got into it with Liam O'Brien. And the refs didn't stop the fight right away. Like, they fought with about seven seconds left. And instead of blowing it dead, the Ducks players just put the puck back towards their own net. The refs let the clock run out. And Delorier and O'Brien fought with no time left on the clock. But the best part was Ryan Getzloff yelling to the Phoenix Coyotes bench, saying pretty much F you guys, throwing expletives left and right. I don't blame him. That's what your captain needs to do. That is El Capitan right there. Gesloff had every right to yell in their direction and basically give a giant middle finger back because the Coyotes had the ultimate middle finger. It was classless. I'm going to use the word classless in this case. I hope Arizona loses... 55 more games this season with that little crap they pulled. It is the anti-Elvis Merzlikens. And the reason I bring that up, Elvis Merzlikens had an unbelievable act of sportsmanship on October, I want to say 29th. It was it was during Halloween weekend where the Rangers and Columbus Blue Jackets were playing at Madison Square Garden. And it was Shesterkin who was pretty much having a shutout. He was lights out at MSG. And Igor Shesterkin just had one of his better games. It was 4 nothing with about 30 seconds left. And it was super cool by Elvis Merzlikens. He told his team to pretty much retreat back. And then he raised his stick across the, the pond to salute Igor Shesterkin. That was incredible. That was super cool to see. 
I know some fans are saying, no, don't do that. Yes, absolutely do that. Especially if it's 3 nothing or 4 nothing. If there's like 30 seconds left, maybe at least try something because that's a lot of time. But Merzlikens, he understands that this would mean a lot to Shesterkin to get this shutout. And it was just incredible all the way. Especially after all the ugliness in the hockey that we've seen over the past few weeks. This was a great moment amidst all the other BS going on in the NHL. And Merzlikens is quickly becoming a fan favorite across the National Hockey League. So good on Merzlikens to do that. But in this case, seven seconds left. Seven seconds. And then you pull that crap. I hope the next time that the Coyotes and the Ducks face each other, I hope Ryan Getzloff continues that fire. I hope he remembers that. I want to see some fighting on that game. This is my lizard brain talking, and I'm still pissed off about it, but I hope we see some kind of reaction the next time the Coyotes and the Ducks face each other. And I'm going to do some quick research here while I look up the next time that these two teams play. But while I'm looking that up, I brought up the last time that Stolarz had a shutout. That was April of 2021, last season. He got that shutout on April 12th. The following game, April 14th, the same crap happened against the San Jose Sharks. Believe it or not, it would have been back-to-back shutouts for Anthony Stolarz. And if you guys recall that podcast from about seven months ago, I was excited. I was hoping to see Stolarz come back after that performance, and he did. And he almost got his second consecutive shutout. And then the Sharks happened. They pulled their goalie, Joseph Koshinash, with about three minutes left, and they were pummeling it on. And the Sharks, they ended the shutout bid, same score, three to nothing. Eric Carlson scored with 2.16 left, and that ended Stolarz's shutout streak. It would have been 120-something consecutive minutes, and unfortunately, that did not happen. The Sharks ruined that. Thankfully, the Ducks did score on the power play right after that. But even after that game, the Ducks were saying, like, really? Like, really, it's going to end this way? Okay, fine, whatever. But two and a half minutes, that's one thing. Eight seconds... Eight seconds left? Classless. Absolutely classless. I hope the Coyotes finish in dead last place in the entire NHL. And not only that, I hope they get last place and do not win a lottery pick. That's what they deserve right now. Anyway, looking ahead to the Ducks schedule coming up. uh, They don't see the Coyotes this month. They see the Coyotes at the Ponda December 17th. That's a Friday night. I hope the fans remember that. I hope we see some vitriol in the fans. I don't normally call for this kind of vitriol. But on a celebratory night, to pull that crap, it is inexcusable. I hope Getzloff remembers that. And I hope he reminds his team and lights a fire under their asses that day. Saying, remember what happened to Stolars? Yeah, we're going to give it to them today. So even though it's a month and a half out, I already expect some fireworks. December 17th at the Ponda. That's what I think. And once again, I give a star 
to Anthony Stolarz because in my mind, he got a shutout. He got a shutout. It won't show up on the box score, but that's what I think happened. All right. We're going to head into the first. I got really pissed off there, guys. I'm sorry. We're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about DirecTV Stream, which brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. It's a way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your favorite live TV and favorites together, which means you can watch your favorite sports, like maybe boxing, movies like Rocky, or your favorite shows, all in one place. Can you tell there's a theme here? Oh, and the best part, by the way, the best part there's no clutter. You get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, no more juggling remotes. And the absolute best part, there is no annual contract, no stupid five-year contracts here, no six-year, $10 million contracts here. No way. Get none of that. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And this is also brought to you by Indeed, which is a hiring partner that gets you what you really, really want. It's your go-to hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Yeah, with Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed data worldwide. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talents abilities faster so once again get a 75 dollar credit at indeed.com slash locked on once again that's indeed.com slash locked on offer valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed and indeed we need to talk about Another star this week, and that is Troy Terry. That's right. Troy Terry extended his point streak. Oh, I didn't talk about Sunday's game, did I? What a segue. Let's get to that right now. Sunday's game against the Blues. Well, the Ducks did not sing the Blues that day. No siree. Troy Terry extended his point streak to 11 games. 11 games. That's freaking amazing and he did it on the power play yes the Ducks scored on the power play yet again John Gibson was incredible he made 34 spectacular saves I'll talk more about John Gibson in the third segment of today's show power play one for two Troy Terry on passes from guess who Sonny Milano and Cam Fowler and Sonny Milano that was a freaking sick pass right through the slot went from the left to the right and Terry's puck was right on the money. That's the game-winning goal. So Troy Terry with his eighth of the season. The point streak goes up to 11. The Ducks wind up winning this game 4-1. to Other scorers, Sam Carrick, Sam Steele. Oh, and Bo Grew 
with his first NHL goal, an empty netter, but he was super excited and the bench was stoked to see that. So congratulations to Bo Grew, first NHL goal. Congrats to the kid. But back to Troy Terry. 11 consecutive games. And he joins a very, very exclusive list on here. And I think this is really cool, personally. Troy Terry's point streak goes to 11 games. 11 games. That's a ton. Who does he join on that list of who's had a lot of points for the Ducks? Some long streaks. He joins some pretty big names. And honestly, I would say these names are what I consider the Mount Rushmore. Yes, I'm going to use this. The Mount Rushmore of Ducks players. What? Yeah. When you're on a list with Ryan Getzloff, Tamu Solani, Paul Correa, and Corey Perry, then yeah, that's a Mount Rushmore of players. And look, Tamu Solani... He's obviously on my Mount Rushmore of all-time ducks. So is Paul Correa, naturally. Ryan Getzloff, about to be 1,000 points. Yes, he goes up there as well. And Corey Perry. Look, if you're a heart winner with the ducks, by the way, the Anaheim Ducks' only heart trophy winner, then yes, you get on the Mount Rushmore of Anaheim Ducks. When you score 50 goals in a season and you get the Rocket Richard Trophy with the ducks, yes, you belong on the Mount Rushmore of Anaheim Ducks. And now Troy Terry joins that illustrious list. Here's some other long point streaks for the Ducks. Troy Terry is at 11 and counting, dating back to October 18th. Tamu Solani has a streak of 12 in 96 and 97. Paul Correa had a streak of 12 games in 1997. Tamu Solani had a 13-game streak in 2000. Ryan Getzloff had a streak of 14 in 2013 and a streak of 15 games in 2008. Tamu Solani had a streak of 17 games in 1999, and the longest point streak in Ducks history, Corey Perry, from October 21st to December 1st, 2009, 19 consecutive games with a point. That's a great list, and I loved watching Troy Terry the other night because he is playing with a lot more confidence. That is a big part of it. I look at when Troy Terry was brought back to San Diego a couple seasons ago and following him then I could tell that he was starting to be a little less selfish and playing much better with his teammates, playing better on on these lines. Troy Terry's game has evolved over the past three seasons and you can see the evolution from four years ago, three years ago down in San Diego, to today. I wouldn't say it's completely different, but the confidence thing is a big booster. So I just love watching that. So once again, Troy Terry is one of my stars of this week and well-deserved. 11 consecutive games. (laughs) I still can't believe he's got 11 consecutive games. The other reason I'm kind of laughing about this is because earlier this season, actually before the season even started, I had some actual Ducks predictions, the ones that I actually mean to put out there. Yes, I did say that the Ducks would finish last in the division. I'm still hoping that does not happen because this team is fun to watch. I also said that Zegers would score 60 plus points. He's been hurt. 
I also said Raquel will lead the team in goals because of Zegris. Well, they've both been hurt. And you can't really help that. But I did also say, with strong conviction, that Troy Terry will finally emerge and score at least 20 goals. And I even went so far as to say, no, you know what? Screw that. Troy Terry is going to score 25 goals. I still believe that. I think Troy Terry will score 25 plus goals this season. And I am happy. Happy that he is finally emerging as the player that we were all hoping for. And I could even see it in training camp. I kind of sensed it during the preseason games. He is ready. It is Troy Terry's time. And if he is not playing in Las Vegas the first weekend of February, something's wrong. He is an all-star this year, and he deserves to be an all-star. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar, Built Bar, is back and better than ever. And folks, this is not a drill. We've got a new special flavor making a triumphant return to Built.com. Once again, not a drill. Coconut Brownie Chunk is back and better than ever. This exclusive flavor is on Built.com right now, right this minute. So if you're looking to try a new delicious flavor without all the calories, then head over to Built.com. On average, a Built Bar is about 130 to 150 calories, about 5 grams of sugar, and packed with at least 15 grams of protein. Typically, on average, about 17 grams of protein, but at least 15 grams of protein. Not only are they good for you, but they are delicious and they taste like a candy bar. So head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Welcome back to episode number 420, oh yeah, of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we are flying high because the Ducks have won four consecutive games in a row. I can't believe I said that. All right, so I wanted to throw some stats out to you guys before I move on with my final star of the week. The first time the Ducks have won four consecutive games in 35 months. Between December 9th and December 17th, 2018, that's when the Ducks last won four consecutive games. It's been that long. And I just want to continue talking about Troy Terry just for a hot minute. Right now, he's shooting a blistering 32%. It's a small sample size. That's just simply not sustainable. He's not going to sustain a 32% shooting percentage throughout the season let's not kid ourselves here but he is still leading the ducks with 14 points and eight goals he's leading all anaheim ducks that's amazing but let's also throw out some fancy stats because why the heck not right troy terry on hockey stat cards is putting up some amazing numbers his average game score is 0.79 which is pretty good He's among the top 10 in points, assists, and goals in his position. His time on ice is pretty decent. What I'm really liking watching is just the evolution of his game 
between last season and this season. Last season, he only scored, what was it, seven goals? He surpassed that. He already surpassed that. He scored eight this season. He scored 20 points last season. I look at stats like goals above replacement and expected goals above replacement. Last season, his GAR was 6.4 with an expected of 7.4. That's pretty decent. This season, already in 12 games, his goals above replacement is 3.7, but his expected goals above replacement is 5.3. He could be scoring 1.6 more goals. He could be. Yes, there is quote-unquote some bad luck on Troy Terry's side, but you know when you're shooting that high and if you're doing that well, for him to be quote-unquote unlucky, that is saying something. He could have more goals. So I just wanted to finish my thoughts on Troy Terry. All right, I got to give some love here to the one and only John Gibson. That's right, Jonathan Gibson, as I'm going to call him right now. He was the third star of the week in the National Hockey League. So congrats to the goaltender of the week for the Anaheim Ducks. I know I talked a lot about Anthony Stolarz. But John Gibson was undoubtedly, undoubtedly, the star of the week for the Anaheim Ducks. He allowed just one goal in two appearances. We're talking about the shutout against the New Jersey Devils. And I know the host of Locked on Devils, he hates it here. Yeah, (laughs) that was a great shutout. So John Gibson shut them out and nearly shut out the St. Louis Blues, if not for the fact that the Ducks came out completely flat Sunday night, allowing that goal 13 seconds in they came out flat if not for that Gibson would have had two shutouts in a row but nonetheless in those two games he had a goals against of 0.50 and a save percentage a blistering save percentage of 984 with one shutout his 23rd career shutout and that helped boost the Ducks to their fourth consecutive victory right now He's the hottest goalie in the league, by far. This might be a slap in the face, but you know who was the number two star of the week? The number two star was Soup, Jack Campbell, who had a worse goals against and a worse save percentage, but because of East Coast bias and Toronto media bias, of course Jack Campbell's going to get a star of the week, because why not? Hey, you know what happened? You know what happened Monday night? He got lit up. You know who he got lit up by? His former team, the LA Kings. So you know what? I'm going to give props to the LA Kings here for completely demolishing Jack Campbell on Monday night. Proving once and for all that John Gibson is undoubtedly the hottest goalie in the league right now. Right now. I expect John Gibson to come out just amazingly in his next start, whether it be in Vancouver or whether it's in Seattle or maybe both. Who knows? I do still expect Stolarz to get one of those starts because Stolarz has been playing great also. But John Gibson, my God, dude has been nothing short of amazing for the Anaheim Ducks. And just to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit more, John Gibson is still making a pretty decent amount of money He's still making a lot. He still has a long-term contract, but he is still a prime player. He's a prime goaltender. He's 28 years old. He's got some 
good hockey left in him. So far this season, he is 5-2-2. A goals against of 2.4. A save percentage of 9.23 and one shutout. These are rivaling numbers in 2016, 2017, and 2018. And you know what? He was an all-star all those times too. Hmm. Can you imagine if the Ducks brought two all-stars to Las Vegas and John Gibson and Troy Terry? Just imagine that. Imagine all the naysayers, all the national riders riding off the Ducks. I mean, I'll admit, I was one that said the Ducks are probably going to have a down year. But I also did say Troy Terry was going to emerge, going to emerge this season. I will not back down on that. Troy Terry is going to be an all-star this season. This season. John Gibson is right up there too. He's right up there among the best goaltenders in the Pacific Division. And for those of you that live in LA, that live in Seattle, San Jose, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, don't kid yourselves. John Gibson is the best goaltender in the division. Name name me a better goaltender in the Pacific Division. Oh, you can't do it, can you? No, neither can I. John Gibson is the best goaltender in the Pacific Division. There you have it. So John Gibson, a well-deserved third star of the week in the National Hockey League. And for my money, for my money, the first star of the week for the Anaheim Ducks. Hopefully they can keep up the streak and just keep playing fun hockey. Alright, I realize that I am way over time and I could talk about John Gibson for hours. But we're out of time because we're already at half an hour. So we're going to end the podcast here. Tomorrow's podcast, the Tuesday podcast, hopefully. Now that I got everything working, Tuesday's podcast, it will be mostly about El Capitan. Capitan Getzloff. We have to give him his props and I could talk about Getzloff for the whole half hour. I might just end up doing that. But expect that on the Tuesday podcast. Thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And thanks for listening and helping me through this mood right now. Oh, man. The Coyotes. I hope the Coyotes lose 50 games more this season. Anyway, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, Smoke Signal, not really Telegraph, who uses those these days, Ham Radio. Hey, why not? If you can get me on the ham radio waves, why the heck not? I can also be found on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you can do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening and thanks for making this your first listen and thanks for making last month a big one. I'm hoping this month will be even bigger than the last one. So I sincerely, sincerely thank you all for listening. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good evening. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together.